you can say that that the intensity of the catalyst generated by Ra's naive intervention uh, um, and Yahweh too, multiple technical transfers, multiple um, substantial acts of service, intervention physically, spiritually, many times. Uh, the intensity of that catalyst, which is basically, you know, the intensity of the consequences, let's say, the severity, the severity, we're not talking about grievous, grievous mistake, severity of the neg of the consequences, which is basically genocidal, you know, the genocidal consequences, slaughter, democidal consequences of Ra's interventions and Yahweh. Uh, represent a very serious imbalance between love and wisdom, even though they're at late sequentity. And so the severity of the consequences, the degree of it being grievous, I'll use that term, grievous source of regret or something like that. So the severity of the consequences in terms of butchery, slaughter, uh, flourishing of negativity in this group, is comparable to the magnitude of the imbalance of Ra and Yahweh of love over wisdom, even though they're in late sixth density. And so, Council of Saturn said, okay, boys, you need some more training. Yeah, Ra said, uh, session 4126, Don was asking, can you tell me of the development of the social memory complex raw from its first beginnings? This is such a long question he asked. From its first beginnings and what catalyst it used to get to where it is now in activation of rays? Is this too long a question? Yes, it is. But Ra said, you know, the question doesn't demand a long answer because they're just giving the summary. And they're saying, uh, we were fortunate. We, we who experienced the vibratory densities upon Venus were fortunate being able to move in harmony with the planetary vibrations with an harmonious graduation to second from, from the mineral, and to second, to third, to fourth, and greatly accelerated fourth density experience, right? Accelerated because they're so love-centered. We spent much time space in fifth density, balancing the intense compassion we gained in fourth density. Graduation again was harmonious into sixth, and our social memory complex, which had become most firmly cemented in fourth density, remained of a very strong and helpful nature. However, I say, they say, our sixth density work was also accelerated, right? That's the resonance between four and six. Our sixth density resonance was also accelerated because of the harmony of our social memory complex. So they were able to set out as members of the Confederation to even more swiftly approach graduation to seventh density. That doesn't mean that they didn't, they, they, it doesn't mean that they weren't members of the Confederation um, setting out for in planet in you know interplanetary service before sixth density. Uh, maybe they did, maybe they didn't. I would assume they were Confederation members, but they're saying we set out as members to even more swiftly approach graduation to seventh density, and then they give the kicker, which is our harmony, however, has been a grievous source of naivete as regards working with your planet. Grievous, meaning leading them to grief, which is extreme regret. And the uh, degree of how grievous they have they feel 
by the unintended consequences of their service, and Yahweh's too, uh, is in some ways a reflection of how imbalanced uh, or how significant the imbalance was uh, in love over wisdom, even late sixth density. They have great social harmony, and they're very strong, and they're very tight. But, you know, that's easy. That's not so hard. Love is really not that hard. I mean, it's hard to be, you know, like Yeshua goes to the cross and forgives the, you know, the people who killed him. That That's kind of hard. But once you're in higher densities, um, love is not that complex. And um, there isn't, you know, the, sur the, the surrender to absolute acceptance is... Um, is much smoother or there, there's some kind of natural ease it's sort of like just just jump <laughs> just jump just just take it just let it come through you just be quiet and and you know allow uh, that's much simpler than wisdom and so uh, they have a kind of significant distortion of love or wisdom um, yeah well, I think the thing is that that fourth and fifth chakra appear separate, but they're really a single chakra. In the same way as uh, love and light can be, uh, we can distinguish that the essence of light is love, because it came out of the infinite love of the boundless love of the infinite creator. Right, the action of free will upon love is the origin of light. Well. If we talk, when we're talking about origin, we're talking about linearity or linear sequence, right? First we have infinity, and then we have infinity becoming aware of itself, and then we have infinity self-aware or aware infinity focalizing, and then we have focalized or focused aware infinity um, acting by its, uh, discovering the concept of affinity, recognizing the concept of affinity, and acting by its free will upon its love, infinite will upon infinite love to generate light. And that's the Logos, and that's light love, or light, the third principle. The law of will, the law, law of free will, the law of love, law of light. Free will upon the, law, upon the love goes to the light. But that's, you know, a linear perspective. It's actually all simultaneous. And all those elements are really one element or perspectives, uh, ways of seeing infinity, particular foci or focalized, uh, fo foci, focalized, focal points in um, conceptualizing uh, the activity of infinity. But it's really one substance. So you can say, you know, there's the Kuroshio current in North uh, Atlantic, North Pacific, right? There's one current, there's an energy, you know, there, there are currents under the ocean in the North Pacific, and in the South Pacific, and the Indian Ocean, and the Atlantic, right? So there are these major ocean currents. Meanwhile, it's one body of water globally. And every move here affects every move there. And it's all um, in interrelationship, or it's a single body of water. So likewise, we can say there's the there's the frequency of light called love and the frequency of light called wisdom. And that shows us, and then we think of, okay, there's blue and green, green and blue. Well, 
green is love and blue is wisdom and that's that and one could be called heart the other one could be called mind and that's our our perception or our experience and that's really a dualistic uh, conception or concept based on perception which is limited Ross said the blue green center so that's why I said love or wisdom is a higher octave of love they're really the same now if we keep with the distinction love or wisdom different thinking they're different or looking at one side of the coin as love and the other as wisdom the wisdom side I think oh uh, what is wisdom wisdom seems to be accurate and uh, effective functionally effective concept or con conceptuality of process or of phenomena systems process sy systems process and phenomena it's a clear conceptuality clear conceptualization accurate and effective it's functionally effective so if I say uh, the wheel is round based on my understanding of what round means it's it's effective it's functional because what you know calling the wheel around uh, I can put four under my car and roll but if I call the wheel square or if I call a, a cube round <laughs> right you know I'm calling the cube round and I put four cubes under my car I won't be able to roll very well and so to say that's round of a wheel is more functionally effective than to say it's square or rectangular and to call a, a cube rectangular or a box with you know with 90 degree angles is better than saying it's a round wheel <laughs> just call the, the box or the cube a round wheel because it just doesn't work as a wheel right this is a philosophy <laughs> so so uh, the the wisdom the, the discernment that a cube is square and the wheel is round is functionally effective it fits the phenomenon in a way that it wouldn't if you say that the wheel is square and the cube is round okay so it's all it's it's all self-referencing it's all a, a concepts within a conceptual system but it fits material phenomena or systems and processes so I'm saying that's the that's the aspect of what I'm calling you know the aspect of my definition of wisdom being um, functionally effective conceptualization of process or systems or phenomena I mean I don't know everything I don't know anything but that's how I see it from a very limited view there are other ways of talking about it of course but that that um, accurate functional conceptualization or knowing how, how things really are how things really work or at least in terms of their relative appearance and function structure and function effectively to, to be able to interact with whatever whether it's physical wisdom of physical world or wisdom of the mental world or the wisdom of interdimensional wisdom of energy the wisdom of philosophy you know the wisdom of 
the knowing soul evolution cosmic plan is the wisdom conceptualization of those uh, systems processes and phenomena how they really work so if i say the way to uh, chakra blockage release is um, love understanding and acceptance acceptance understanding and love that really does work rather than say the way to chakra blockage release is to uh, do to offer paper to the ancestors you know a lot of people offer paper money to the ancestors here and uh, what does it get them it doesn't get them much of anything they maybe they have some greater sense of self-confidence or self-appreciation that they've done something kind for their ancestors it doesn't involve you know psychological self-reflection or finding how I'm causing my pain in life yeah yeah well the you know it's it's called spirit worship or propitiation ritual propitiation propitiate means to kind of um, make the gods happy <laughs> you know like offering uh, like like offering burnt sacrifice burnt offerings you'll offer you know animals or children or blood or paper or you know you bow on your knee or you have a you know a hundred Hail Marys or do the mantra to Chen Rezig or somebody all of these these rituals may be considered sort of making the gods happy so they'll help us and uh, there is some validity to that but it doesn't go very far so oh, wisdom then is is knowing what works <laughs> knowing what is and knowing what works or knowing uh, how to do things how to um, change things how to succeed <laughs> uh, knowing what's effective and uh, what allows um, continual improvement in uh, experience whether that's alone or by interaction I think that knowing those you know that that whole realm of knowing is actually the result of seeing uh, seeing what is seeing clearly it's it's the result of, of, a, of an accurate uh, internalization of the apparent external and so the person has received you can't know until you accept or you can't you can't really comprehend until you've received that which <laughs> you know you're intending to comprehend and so that's how understanding or, or acceptance is the basis of our understanding and that's the basis of wisdom so Ra makes a distinction obviously between understanding and wisdom uh, even though they kind of play with them a little bit because love and understand love you know acceptance with love or acceptance that is love leads to understanding but that's not yet fifth chakra that's not the same as wisdom light and wisdom light has other characteristics that are formless beyond thought form they're beyond they're not only thought form but there's higher than thought form well wisdom fifth chakra partakes of the spirit complex in a way that fourth chakra does not and so the etheric 
energy field or the etheric energy, the etheric body, the energy field associated with six chakra, six density, which is ultimately the body of unity, or the one etheric field of the octave, is accessed to a greater degree by fifth chakra wisdom than fourth. Fourth really doesn't. And so there's a certain power. The first aspect of will, will then love then light. Love in this case just means enabling, second principle, different than fourth chakra love. But the third principle light, which is the octave love light, which is really the, the seven colors, seven densities, that is accessed in a certain way. The, the, the logos is accessed in a certain way by fifth chakra that fourth is not. And that's a direct reality beyond any thought form whatsoever. It's formless, while thought form is still form. So in the physical, first, second, third chakra, first, second, third density, it's an experience. The Buddha called it the world, the desire world, because particularly third density. <laughs> he didn't say third density. He said three realms, desire, form, and formless. Uh, desire, I correlate with third density human, which is... <laughs> The unstable mind that is never satisfied and always wanting more and never never fulfilled. And no desire ever fulfills fully or permanently because um, everything is being experienced. You know, the feeling, the, the sensation, the perception, and the sensation, and the conceptions, the consciousness of any gain, of any desire physical, emotional, social, mental, spiritual, the, the sensations, the perceptions, the conceptions, the thought forms, the consciousness and awareness of that whole thing is all anicca anatta. It's all impermanent and insubstantial. So any gain, whether it's a gained sensation, pleasure, gained perception of seeing, gained uh, understanding, comprehension, conception, gained consciousness or basic awareness, all those gains are uh, anicca anatta. They're all impermanent, dhammas. They're all changeable, and they're insubstantial. So, of course, they're dukkha. So, of course, they're unsatisfactory. And so, all seeking, ultimately, unless we're seeking... <laughs> Seeking uh, that which is uncreated, seeking infinity, seeking to you know, seeking to dissolve all, <laughs> all belief in seeking, seeking to be free of seeking. Uh, only that ultimate achievement, which is basically out of the octave, is absolute happiness. And so, third density, third density mind is very much desire filled. Fourth and fifth are very much resonant with what Buddha calls uh, form realm, which is basically thought form, energy form. And sixth and seventh density is very much formless, or correlates to the Buddhist understanding of the formless realm. And uh, sixth chakra, sixth density, uh, is like the infinity of space or infinity of consciousness. It's, it's boundless, right? Unity is infinity, but Ra said they're not fully dissolved yet. That's true, because they're not in 7-8. And so unity 
is the counterpart to duality or the experience of unified self is the counterpart or the counterpole to the experience of a separative self or identity. That's not yet resolved into the, uh, the unity of infinity or infinite unity, which is beyond any conception of unity. And that's 7-8. So wisdom partakes of seven of six seven eight in a way that fourth ray doesn't and that's beyond thought form it's touching the thought of the formless and touching beyond the formless because the formless six seven dimensions are um, not a heck of a lot different than eighth density actually it's basically the difference between unity <laughs> and um, kind of um, uh, kind of um, form of infinity, infinite light or infinite energy beyond identity seven, and then real infinite infinity fusion and eight. So six, seven, eight are not too different. And fifth chakra wisdom partakes of that which is beyond thinking in a way that fourth doesn't. And that's difference between those who work with love wisdom versus those who work only with love or very limited right it was I think it was I, I just heard this today it was I think it was observation acceptance understanding balancing uh, knowing and forgiveness well he it is the same there's only one path uh, so it, it's the same but there are two different ways of talking about it. He was really saying that in dealing with personal process, psychological process or shadow, dealing with you know emotional conflict and patterns in mind, uh, you either see that they're empty or you have to work through them step by step. And so uh, both are really going to be done anyway. Uh, the Buddhist path, see, see, you know, Ra said that the proper role for the entity in third density is to experience all things desired. And then to analyze those desires and the consequences with wisdom, love, wisdom, and distill the love light meaning value from them. And as we do that, then our path gets clearer and we replace one desire with a higher or more, more clearly love light build understanding wise set of desires that's uh, step by step um, the Buddhist path is very much about insight and so the monks some of the monks really I mean some of the guys who achieve you know non-returner higher self anagami some of the guys who achieve arahant uh, fourth stage complete perfect enlightenment or freedom from the object still had desires but they wanted awakening and complete release so much that they were willing to suffer the pain of those desires in their mind not being fulfilled the pain in mind from not fulfilling them while because they had a higher desire that's not the same as the progression by that Ra is talking about of experiencing all things desired so the Buddhist way is very much about seeing through and the, the way of psychology and going with your planet, <laughs> graduating uh, with your group, 
after the dimensional cycle of, of you know, higher dimensions on your planet, that's the way of seeing, through, seeing it through. <laughs> seeing the stages, uh, the progressive stages of evolution through one by one, rather than seeing that the whole endeavor is empty and thereby getting to the finish, finishing it that way. So one is working through desire, and the other way is setting aside desire and suffering the deprivation of not fulfilling them in order to realize the emptiness of the whole, um, the whole mind process as a whole, meaning the emptiness of what we feel we desire. Ra's not saying you should sit and meditate and see the emptiness of your desires or restraint, restrain yourself. Ra's only saying restrain yourself when it'll hurt, impinge on the free will of another. So these are two ways of doing the same path. It is possible, you know, but Buddhism, even by insight, which is Vipassana, uh, has four stages. <laughs> so there's still stages. But those four stages can be done in a single lifetime or in just a few lifetimes. Actually, they're done in seven lifetimes. It's said in Buddhism, and I believe it's true, that the person who achieves Sotapanna will be completely and will go to complete and perfect enlightenment in seven lifetimes, which need not be on earth or in this density. They can achieve the freedom, you know, complete and perfect enlightenment, freedom from the octave, I say, meaning I'm interpreting it Ra's terms, they can achieve complete and perfect enlightenment, arahat, or freedom from the octave, or the state of you know, omniscience, omnipotence, omnipresence, uh, in seven lifetimes after Sotapanna. That's the way it goes. And that basically just means that that person is in the stream uh, leading to freedom from the octave in a way that they weren't before. And so a person can harvest into fourth density by Sotapanna, and a person can harvest in that's contact with intelligent infinity in a certain way that seems to be different than 51% serves to other. But in any case, there's the gradual and the, the instantaneous, but they're both gradual. <laughs> it's just that the, the fast path of seeing through um, is sort of like instead of going... Instead of going for 2 billion years, you only go for 50,000 years, but it's still progressive. It's just, instead of going 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, you go 1, 4, 5, 6, 7, bang. It's, uh, you go, you know, you, you leap forward. Instead of going, you know, A1, A2, A3, B1, B2, B3, you just go A, B, C, D, bang. Like that. So that's what Ray Vespi said, not nothing else. And he didn't say understanding, acceptance, forgiveness. Well, yeah, that's what he said, which I think is brilliant, and that's because he understands those two ways of of, of ascension, gradual and uh, instantaneous. But the instantaneous or the in, based on insight is also progressive meaning there are four stages of enlightenment. Except those four can be done a lot faster than going with your planet and simply uh, waiting for a dimensional shift at each level. 
So, well, thank you everyone for being here tonight. And see you next week. Have a good night. And take good care of yourselves. Okay. Bye for now.